crossroads of empires, battleground of the ages, city of peace and of war. This is Jerusalem, where archaeology uncovers the empires of yesterday, where prophecy decodes the headlines of today. This is where history and prophecy come alive. This is Watch Jerusalem. Hello, welcome back to Watch Jerusalem. I'm your host, Brent Nuktagal, coming to you today from Jerusalem. If you've listened to this program for very long, you know that we are mostly concerned about a small patch of dirt just south of the Temple Mount of Jerusalem today. This is the ancient city of David. It goes by that name today. We have been participating in excavations just south of the Temple Mount wall for over 50 years now, and we are just deeply dedicated to the history that is unearthed in excavations in this location. For it, it is the place, uh, as even the City of David uh, Foundation talks about quite often, the place where Jerusalem began. A thousand years before King David, Melchizedek was there. And Genesis chapter 14 talks about the city of Salem, right there where David would eventually conquer, as the Psalms brings out, it's the same place. Um, This is where the history of God took place for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. This is an incredibly important patch of dirt. But what I want to talk to, talk to you about today is it's not just history that's taking place there or history that's been uncovered and history that's imported for the Jewish state. This is history that is imported for the United States of America. And I bring this up because and over this past week, there has been an attack on history in the United States, an attack on the foundation of the United States Republic that being the Constitution, the foundational law of the United States that it was built on. Now, on January 18th, Mr. Donald Trump released his, what's being called a controversial 1776 commission, this report that calls on United States citizens to rededicate themselves to the values that are espoused in this Constitution. Now, that was available for two days, two days on the White House website, and then it was gone, wiped, blotted out from history. This amazing report, which was, I read through it this morning, incredibly refreshing to read through a historical account of the founding of America, the coming, the Constitution, the basis of the Constitution, uh, the Bill of Rights, what people have said about it for the past 200 years, And it goes completely against the narrative that is being pushed that America is a foundationally racist country built built on racism. That is an absolute lie. And it's tearing America up. And go back and read this this report, not controversial report, this truth that is in this uh, 1776 commission. I would go back and read it. You won't find it on the White House website. It was immediately taken down by Mr. Biden. As soon as he was inaugurated, it was gone. It was gone. Blotted out. But it does still exist on other websites, and I'll leave it. It'll leave a link to that in the show notes of today's program. I'm not American, uh, but I read through it this morning, and it was pretty inspiring. Inspiring to not just read about how it was developed, but the attack on it and the attack on the constitution over specifically the past, uh, I'd say since the sixties and some of the things that Americans could do to kind of rectify, uh, the problem and establish and restore love for the constitution. This is something 
that the radical left hates. This is something that the Biden administration hates. This is something that the Obama administration hated. Now, there are some really important uh, parts of this document. I'm just going to read. This is page 27 and 28. It's quite small. It's not a big read. Took me about an hour and a half to get through. Of course, I wasn't really studying it. Um, but if you're an educator, that gives you gives you plenty of good tips, of and 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 details to cover with your students, um, to go through why the Constitution is so important. This was just the conclusion of it, page twenty seven to page twenty eight, and I don't want to get lost too much in this 1776 report, because I'm talking about what happened in ancient Jerusalem. And I'm going to share with you a, another declaration that was made on January 18th in the city of David, underground in the city of David, by America, by the United States, one of the parting gifts of this administration, uh, and very, very different to the parting gift of the Obama administration, as we'll get to. There was another declaration that took place on January 18th. It wasn't just this uh, 17676 report. But before I get to that, I want to quote the conclusion of the 1776 report. It says this, the United States has journeyed far since its founding. While the founders certainly had disagreements about the nature of religion, they had little doubt that faith was essential to the new experiment in self-government and Republican constitutionalism. They knew that citizens who practiced the faith under the protection of religious liberty would support the Constitution that embodies their rights. The shared morality of faithful citizens would sustain a Republican culture that would foster stable family relationships and encourage important virtues like fortitude to defend the nation in war, self-restraint over physical appetites for lust for wealth, compassion towards neighbor and strangers in need, self-disciplined labor, intellectual integrity, independence from long-term reliance on private and public benefits, justice in all relationships, prudence in judging the common good, courage to defend the, their rights and liberties, and finally piety towards the creator whose favor determines the well-being of a society. We have arrived at a point where the most influential part of our nation finds these old faith-based virtues dangerous, useless, or perhaps even laughable. At the same time, many Americans feel that we have veered off the path that has brought so much, ha so many happiness and so much happiness and success, and fear a growing factionalism cannot be overcome merely by electing a different president or political party. How can America overcome this partisan divide? I think that's everything that every American should be concerned about right now. The answer to this rising concern must begin by frankly and humbly uh, admitting that the common ground of equal natural rights on which our common morality is based is no longer visible to many Americans. We must refocus on the proposition that united this nation from the beginning, the proposition of the Declaration of Independence that there are self-evident truths which unite all Americans under a common creed. And notice the source of these self-evident tr truths. But it's almost impossible to hold to this creed, which describes what and who we are, without reference to the Creator as the ultimate source of human equality and natural rights. This is the deepest reason why the founders saw faith 
as the key to good character as well as good citizenship, and why we must remain one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The proposition of a political equality is powerfully supported by biblical faith, which confirms that all human beings are equal in dignity and created in God's image. Every form of religious faith is entitled to religious liberty, so long as all comprehend and sincerely assent to the fundamental principle that under the laws of nature and of nature's God, all human beings are equally endowed with the unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so if you go through this, what you're going to see is that the, the writers of this 1776 report, uh, Victor Davis Hanson, a really great historian that we talk about quite often, he was one of the people that was consulted on this report. You'll see that though it's about the Constitution, it really is about the source of the framers of the Constitution, their original source that they were going off, the laws that they used. Uh, to base the Constitution on. And that gets back to this plot of land. This plot of land in the city of David, biblical Jerusalem, where King David himself ruled from, where the laws of God were espoused just to the north of the city of David on the Temple Mount. You had the temple, of course. Inside the temple was the ark. Inside the ark, tables of stone. Tables of stone that held the Ten Commandments. The fundamental laws, they call them laws of nature, and then that's what the Constitution says, laws of nature and laws of, of nature's God. And that's because, obviously, if you look into the laws of nature, you'll see God. You'll see God in those laws. And the Bible espouses those laws that, you can, that can be revealed and that are clearly seen uh, through the natural world and through human interaction. Those laws are at play, the biblical laws are at play, whether you believe them or not, in the interaction between people. And so where did, where did the founders of the American Constitution that this current administration wants to blot out, where did they get their ideals from? Where did they get their values from? Well, this has everything to do with this other declaration that was made on January 18th. And it's part of this declaration, believe it or not, is part of this same war on history that you're seeing in the United States. This was a press release from the United States Embassy in Jerusalem. As far as I can tell, this was the last press release that United States uh, Ambassador uh, David Friedman put out. And Mr. Friedman has been critical uh, to the United States administration, Donald Trump's administration's love for Jerusalem, love for Israel, and specifically love for the city of David, love for what's going on there. I think Zev Orenstein, the director of international affairs, just published a tweet the other day about all the different visitors that have come in the last two years, or two and a half years, since, um, uh, since Mr. Friedman was made ambassador. And he's in every single one, whether it's Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, uh, I think Kelly Craft was there, the UN uh, ambassador for the United States. Uh, Mnuchin was there, sec uh, Treasury Secretary of the United States, and so on and so forth. A lot of Americans uh, in the administration of the Trump administration have been to the city of David and the man that was bringing them there uh, that arranged for a lot of those tours. Ziv Orenstein, of course, was there giving a lot of them. 
was this man, the ambassador, Mr. David Friedman. Now, on January 18th, he released a press release. Now, you will go to the embassy website today and you will not find this on the front page. It's been blotted out of the front page. It's already changed over. There's all this Joe Biden stuff, Kamala Harris stuff. But what about the history of the city of David and its importance to the United States citizens? There was an important recognition that was made on January 18th. This is the press release. You'll dig through the website and you'll still see it there. It hasn't been totally blotted out yet of the, of the, of the ambassador's site or the Mission to Israel site of the United States, but it's gone off the front page. They want to blot this out history out too. And we saw that under the Obama administration. Special ceremony, ceremony held dedicating plaque to the city of David, U.S. Embassy, Jerusalem, press release, January 18th, 2021. The United States Embassy in Jerusalem, together with the United States Commission for the Preservation of Americans, America's Heritage Abroad, have recognized the city of David as a testament to America's Judeo-Christian heritage and founding principles. The archaeological discoveries at the city of David bring biblical Jerusalem back to life and reaffirm the prophetic messages of freedom, justice, and peace that inspired America's founders. U.S. Ambassador to Israel David Friedman and Chairman of the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad, Paul Packer, recently attended a special ceremony dedicating a plaque to honor the city of David in recognition of the seminal role it plays in connecting its visitors to the origins of the values that help shape America. So you could say that this is this, this dedication, it's not about Israel here. This is about the United States recognizing the city of David as a place of American heritage. American heritage in Jerusalem, in the city of David. That's what the Trump administration, under Ambassador David Friedman, believes. And they have just uh, recognized that. The Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. Now, this is a... Um, a body that was created back in 1985. It's, it's, in, it's in law, this body, and it was enacted in 1986. And this is what uh, the law that is about the U.S. Commission for Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad, U.S. Public Law 9983. So this has been passed through Congress, and this is the law's purpose. And the Trump administration is applying this law's purpose, note it, to the ancient city of David. Because of the fabric of a society is strengthened by visible reminders of the historical roots of the society, it is in the national interest of the United States to encourage the preservation and protection of the cemeteries, monuments, and historic buildings associated with the foreign heritage of the United States citizens. So that's the law itself. And it is being applied by the Trump administration. Before this, most of the time it was applied to Holocaust locations inside Europe, their preservation, because it's part of America's jury's history. But now this administration comes in and it thinks the city of David is critical to understanding the values that America's founders held dearly and enshrined in the Constitution of the United States. Amazing. This is what uh, David Friedman said. I wish I had some audio of this, uh, some video. There's none that I could find um, online. 
But this is what he said in dedicating this plaque. In modern America, we are inspired by many monuments that remind us of the history of our republic. And I've often wondered what monuments inspired our founding fathers. When the drafters of the Declaration of Independence proclaimed that our Creator had endowed each and every American with certain unalienable unalienable rights, what monuments inspired them? I suggest that those monuments are located right here, in the ancient city of Jerusalem. We have given this plaque to the City of David Foundation with the hope that it will prompt all who read it to think of the Judeo-Christian values upon which our country was founded and how those values were inspired by ancient Jerusalem and its inhabitants. Now this, I find this kind of remarkable, that the same day that the, the 1776 commission comes out, that here we have this other press release that is linking the ancient history in the city of David, the biblical history in the city of David, to that constitution. And it's right. It's true. This is not making up anything. I mean, we have uh, this uh, journalist over here, famous Israeli journalist on the world scene, Barak Ravid. He responds to the the tweet. This is tweeted out by David Friedman the day that this happened. He's just showing uh, Mr. David Friedman, former ambassador, said this. Chairman of the U.S. Heritage Commission, Paul Packer, and I were privileged to recognize the city of David for its contribution to America's Judeo-Christian heritage, whether one observes any religion or no religion. This is a wellspring of our common values. And then Barack Ravid, a really uh, quite famous journalist over here, David, responds, David, I read the whole statement. The city of David is a very important place. But what does it have to do with American heritage? (laughs) Oh, what does it have to do with American heritage? Well, you need to read the 1776 Commission, Mr. Ravid, and it will tell you exactly what it has to do with American heritage. Without the city of David, you don't have the values in which to enshrine in the American Constitution. They wouldn't exist. They wouldn't exist. They came from the Bible, and the Bible sprung from the ancient city of David. That is very clear to the Trump administration, and it's very clear to former Ambassador David Friedman. This is what the plaque says that you can will be able to read. I think it looks like it's on the pilgrimage road, which isn't open to the public just yet, um, but soon enough, it might be. And this is what the plaque says. The city of David brings biblical Jerusalem to life at the very place where the kings and prophets of the Bible walked. It is the site where the internationally claimed archaeological discoveries have been unearthed, including the Pool of Siloam, the Pilgrimage Road, the Gihon Spring, and Hezekiah's Tunnel. Well, I would also say King David's Palace, and a little bit further to the north, I would say uh, possibly uh, King uh, Solomon's Palace as well. Then it writes, the plot continues, as the prophet Isaiah said, Out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the eternal from Jerusalem. That, of course, is something that's going to happen in the future. Uh, that's, a, that's a millennial prophecy. It hasn't happened yet. However, in a way it has. In a way it has. Out of Zion, which is just another name for this city of David, this hill that you can see behind me, at least uh, towards the over my right shoulder part of it. That's the ancient city of David, ancient Zion. 
hill of Zion. That's what Isaiah was talking about. Then the the, the um, inscription of the plaque reads this, the spiritual bedrock of our values as a nation comes from Jerusalem. That's amazing. <laughs> you, you, can you imagine the Obama administration or the Biden administration saying this? The ideals of our American Republic, uh, sorry, the bedrock, spiritual bedrock of our values as a nation comes from Jerusalem? They hate the spiritual bedrock and the values of America. They're trying to tear it down. And so do you think they're going to be favorable to the city of David, to Jerusalem? I mean, the Israeli press is just absolutely ridiculous. It's totally just conning itself. The lead-up to, to the Biden administration's inauguration, it was like, Biden's going to be great. I mean, we'll see what happens with Iran, but he's such a good friend of Israel. It's going to be awesome. This is, look at the people surrounding him. It's Obama 3.0 now. And what did President Obama do? What did President Obama do as his parting gift to the Jewish state? Well, I think it was Resolution 2334 of the United Nations. Samantha Power there, who's, again, part of the, the administration now, underneath Biden, Biden, she was there as the ambassador to the UN for the United States, refused to veto a declaration that called East Jerusalem, the West Bank, Israeli-occupied territory. As far as the Obama administration was concerned, the ancient city of David, East Jerusalem, the West Bank, that doesn't belong to Israel. It should never belong to Israel. In fact, Israelis, if you live there, right where King David lived 3,000 years ago, you are an illegal squatter and you need to be removed. That's what President Obama believed. And that's what this Biden administration will believe. And that's not what um, the Trump administration believed at all. At all. Finally, on this plaque, it says this. They quote Psalm 122, verse 1. End to it says this. I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the eternal or the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. And just the thing, the sentence before that says, the city of David serves as a proud reminder of the glorious heritage of the United States of America. This is glorious heritage that's being unearthed in the city of David. And it's just as important, and Mr. Friedman's right, it's just as important for Israelis as it is for Americans. And in America, there is a movement to blot out that history. And among the intellectual class in Israel, there is the same movement. There is the same movement to blot out the biblical history of this country and the foundation uh, of the country. Now, Israel, unfortunately, doesn't have a great document like the Constitution. And we're seeing the, the, the horrific fruits of that play out in the Supreme Court right now, a runaway court that, that champions its own intellect above the truisms of the Bible. And you read through, again, this 1776 report, and it shows how some of these very uh, foundational truths that are espoused in the Bible and other, histori other wor historical works, but mostly the Bible, they're true. It doesn't matter about the time. It doesn't matter how much time passes. These are truths that are self-evident. 
They're born out in human relations, in international relations. The truths of the Bible, the laws of the Bible. And a nation is successful to the degree that they keep those laws. And Israel or America are successful to the degree that they keep those laws. Those Judeo-Christian values, or at least most of those values, come from um, the biblical text. And so what I want to do now, I had uh, I was going to go through more of what the Obama administration did to Israel while it was walking out the door, and um, uh, you can read articles about that. We have one. I'll leave one in the show notes uh, for you. Um, but before, but instead of doing that, I want to go directly to a very special speech. This was a speech actually by Mr. David Friedman, Ambassador David Friedman. It took place on June 30, 2019. This was a celebration of the opening of a pilgrimage road, which is the 2,000-year-old the thoroughfare that connects the Siloam Pool to the bottom of the city of David. It's an incredible speech. And unfortunately, it's not really on YouTube, but now it will be because uh, it will be embedded uh, in this video. Here he is, Mr. David Friedman, speaking about this connected history between the United States and the city of David. So the discovery of the, uh, of the city of David, uh, one of the great archaeological discoveries, uh, certainly of our lifetime, probably of the past century, may- maybe of the past 2,000 years, and a-, a discovery of extraordinary, extraordinary proportions. And on the one hand, uh, it confirms... With, with evidence, with science, with archaeological uh, uh, studies. It confirms that which many of us already knew instinctively, certainly knew in our heart. Uh, the kingship of, of David, his uniting uh, the Jewish people as a single people uh, 3,000 years ago. Of course, his son Solomon built the first temple. The centrality of Jerusalem to the Jewish people. The, um, the, the two Jewish temples, we, we all... We all knew that, we all felt that, but here we have this, this powerful, uh, irrefutable, undeniable evidence. But even to those people who didn't need the evidence, there's something here, there's something here much more. The pilgrimage road and the Brechat HaShiloach, the, the pool of Siloam, it really enables us to do something which is so hard to do, to go back in time, to go back into history. It brings the Bible to life. It enables us to walk a path, and we can walk that path and imagine the great rabbinical figures of the Mishnahic period. And to those who, who uh, observe the Christian faith, to, to feel the steps of Jesus as he walked as a Jewish pilgrim, as he ascended to the temple, his visits, of course, to the temple, well-known and well-documented. This is not a relic. It's not an antiquity. It's not something from the past. It's something that is intact today. It is an intact, living, breathing piece of history that every one of us has the opportunity to experience for ourselves. And uh, I would say this. Um, were there any doubt? And uh, to me, there never was, and I'm sure to no one else there was, was ever a doubt. But were there ever, ever any doubt about the accuracy, the wisdom, the propriety of President Trump recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, I certainly think this lays all doubts to rest.
So now, why am I here? Why am I here? I'm an American. I'm an American citizen. Uh, I'm the United States ambassador to Israel, but my job is to represent the United States of America. Why would an American ambassador come to this event and speak at this event? Some people, uh, some people, not necessarily friends of ours, are obsessing about my being here. So let me answer, why would an American ambassador be here? The answer, I think, really uh, is especially appropriate to give the answer this week, as we were about to celebrate the 243rd anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Now, what was so special about the Declaration of Independence of the United States? What the Declaration of Independence did for the first time, it was to change the way we all think about the relationship between a government and its citizens. As you all know, the Declaration of Independence recognized that each and every human being has unalienable rights endowed by our Creator. These aren't rights granted by Republicans, they're not granted by Democrats, they're not granted by governments. These are inalienable rights that belong to every human being, and they are gifts and entitlements given to us by God. Now, how did our founding fathers know what those rights were? How would our founding fathers know what particular rights were so important that they would be endowed to us by our Creator? Well, the answer is, among other things, they read the Bible. Those rights, the right to life, the right to liberty, the right to the pursuit of happiness, those are rights that were given to mankind, given to us by God, and they're in the Bible. And where did the words of the Bible come from? From what place in the world did the Torah come from? Did the, did the Word of God come from? Well, all you, all you need to do is look at the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, who lived in the same period as King Hezekiah, who built that pool, who built that brechat hashilavach. So what did Isaiah say? He said, I'll say it first in Hebrew, ki mitzion Torah uduvar Hashem miyerushalayim. Out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. So we think as Americans, we think of the, the origins of our country. Well, we think of the physical origins. Maybe we think of Plymouth Rock. Maybe we'll think of of Valley Forge. Maybe we'll think of the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia. Maybe we'll think of the bringing of our capital to Washington, D.C. Those are all physical manifestations of our great birth as a nation. But the spiritual creation, the spiritual underpinnings of our society, this, the, the bedrock of our principles in which we honor the dignity of every human life, those words came from Jerusalem. That's an American heritage. This place is as much a heritage of the United States as it is a heritage of Israel, and it illustrates better than anything I could ever say just why the bond between the United States and the state of Israel is so broad, so deep, and so unbreakable. Now, Everything I said is, uh, is simply another way of saying we want to tell the truth. We want to respect history. We want to respect science. We want to tell the truth. This, this is the truth. Whether you believe or not, I mean, the people that, that discovered this, these are largely secular archaeologists, scientists, no particular agenda. This is the truth. And the truth is the only foundation 
upon which peace will come to this area. And, I, and I'm going to prove it to you by, by the next sentence in the book of Isaiah. I quoted to you from Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. Chapter 2, verse 3 speaks about how the word of the Lord, the law will come out of Jerusalem, the truth will come out of Jerusalem. And what does Isaiah say in the very next sentence? Chapter 2, verse 4. They shall beat their shares, they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. And nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war no more. That's the proof. In the first sentence, we tell the truth. In the second sentence, it's that truth, that truth that is the basis upon which nations will live together in peace. And that's our philosophy in the Trump administration. And I hope you wish us luck and wish us success in all that we're doing. So that was Mr. David Friedman, former ambassador. And you're not going to hear words like that from the incoming ambassador, whoever it is, for the Biden administration. You're not going to hear about the connection between ancient Jerusalem and the United States. Just one quote again towards the end. With the spiritual creation, the spiritual underpinnings of our society, the bedrock of our principles in which we honor the dignity of every human life, those words came from Jerusalem. That is an American, is an American heritage. This place is as much a heritage of the United States as it is a heritage of Israel. And it illustrates better than anything I could ever say just why the bond between the United States and the state of Israel is so broad, so deep, and so unbreakable. It really does. And this is amazing, I think, that an ambassador would really latch onto the history that's being unearthed and support in law now. This recognition uh, of the city of David is an, is, is America, as an American side of heritage. The United States needs to encourage the preservation, the protection of this historic site. This is important to the foreign citizens or the citizens of the United States. And I don't know what that means going forward, but what we're going to see shortly, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a return to you know, you, 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 the uh, resolution 2334 by this American administration. Briefly, it's only going to be a brief, <laughs> brief administration. We know that, thankfully. But you are going to see, or you're not going to see any of those same words that Mr. Friedman gave. Now, Mr. Friedman, he... He does understand the roots, the real roots of the values of the American system, where it came from, and how it's linked back to the city of David and the history in the Bible. But what's amazing in our book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy, goes into this history, is that Americans and Israelis don't just share common values. They don't just share the current heritage in, in terms of like a spiritual thing in that the values that we have came from here. So this is our heritage as well. The United States of America is actually the physical descendants of the nation, ancient nation of Israel. Of course, this modern state of Israel is too. They're primarily the, the tribes of, of uh, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi those tribes that would go into the Babylonian captivity 
and that would come underneath Zerubbabel and Ezra and Nehemiah, and that would stay there all the way through the time period of the Maccabees, the Hasmoneans, Herod the Great, all the way through till 70 AD when Jerusalem is destroyed and some are still remaining, and then they return in the early 20th century in this amazing story of coming back to their historic homeland. That's just a few tribes. They're just a few tribes. This state of Israel is just a few of the tribes. What happened to those 10 lost tribes? Where did they go? Well, this book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy, tells you exactly where they went. And it should be obvious. Look around the world. Who shares? Who shares a close alliance right now? The United States, the UK, British, the English-speaking peoples, and the state of Israel. The state of Israel speaks uh, Hebrew. The state of Israel, a lot of people came from Eastern Europe, from Germany. They thought at the beginning, maybe we'll speak German. Well, they chose, let's resurrect the, <laughs> the Hebrew tongue, which is great. And so they may not speak English, but if you look at all the English-speaking nations, they have similar laws, they have similar foundations, even, even British law has its, and even the, the, the 1776 Commission talks about British law and how that has its roots in these values as well. And then it culminated in the, in the American Constitution, which pretty much has eclipsed the laws of Britain. All these nations are actually the descendants of ancient Israel. A long, long time ago, 3,000 years ago, if you could put Americans back somewhere 3,000 years ago, they would be right here in the state of Israel, a little bit to the north, not in and around Jerusalem. But King David was their king too. King David was their king. The laws that David tried to follow, again, uh, the Constitution of the United States is uh, laws that uh, that if they were kept perfectly, it would be doing a pretty good job. It's something to aspire to, just as biblical law is. Something to aspire to. David tried to keep it. He loved it. It's his meditation all the day. And yet he broke it. He made some, he's made some mistakes. But the law wasn't the problem. The law wasn't the problem. The law was the source of truth. The law shouldn't have been done away. The law should be kept. And David tried to keep that. And he commanded the people under him to try to keep it as well. And he commanded his son Solomon to keep it. And those, uh, those prior, or the, the founders of the American Constitution, they might not have known, or the, 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 those that wrote up the American Constitution, America's founding fathers, they might not have known that they were the physical descendants of ancient, the ancient Israelites. But they tried to stick to the laws and the principles that are given in the Bible that God gave to the ancient Israelites. But prophecy also indicates that they are the modern descendants of the ancient Israelites as well. And that makes total sense, especially looking at the alliances that exist right now. And who is supporting the Jewish state? Now, right now, this the new administration, uh, we're not expecting any type of close relationship with the state of Israel. They can't have a close relationship with the state of Israel. They are fundamentally against the state of Israel. That's the truth. And 
I mean, we have this uh, our new a new issue of the Watch Jerusalem magazine coming out, and in it we talk about this prophesied relationship between President Trump and the state of Israel, and why it's flourished and how it's flourished, and the joint culture that exists there, and the prophecy that talks about um, the, this alliance. And in that issue, we also go through proofs, proofs of why America and why Britain rose to power when they did. And then we go into the proofs also, showing you the historical roots for this nation of Israel and the tribes that they make up. This is a really important issue. Really, it's, it's not our 1776 report. But if you read this issue of the Watch Jerusalem magazine, it's free, it's available for your request at any time. If you read this issue, and it'll be posted online hopefully in a week and a half, it is going to unlock your understanding more of why America's framers of their constitution were using biblical values. And it's going to open up uh, to you why there is a shared hatred in the United States, some parts of it, against the Constitution, and why there is a shared hatred as well for the biblical roots of that Constitution. It is all connected. The attack of history in the United States is directly connected to the attack on history being unearthed in the city of David. One administration wants to publish to the world its significance and sees its significance and why, how important it is for Americans. And this other administration wants to blot it out. But it won't be. <laughs> it won't be blotted out. No matter how hard they try, this history of these, the biblical underpinnings for the American Constitution and also, and also uh, the history in the city of David will not be blotted out. In fact, when it comes to the city of David, there are more archaeological discoveries that are going to come out of the ground, far exceeding what has been discovered to this day. And that is going to be something very much to look forward to. Thank you very much for listening today to the program this Sunday. Please go ahead, and if you want to, request our Watch Jerusalem magazine. This is a free magazine, about a 30-page magazine. comes out six times a year. We'll send it to you. Wherever you are in the world, all you need to do is go to watchjerusalem.co.il and hit on the literature tab on the top right and put in your name and address, and we'll send it to you as soon as the next one comes out. You won't want to miss this, this next edition. And so you've probably got, I would say, maybe four days uh, to get your name on the list to be able to receive this next edition uh, of the Watch Jerusalem magazine. You could also just write your address in an email, and that email address that'll reach me is letters at watchjerusalem.co.il, and we'll find a way to get you that magazine, a print edition of that beautiful magazine. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.